from the darkest corners of the creepy old house down the street to the screams in the night. Settle in, para family, to join with Whitney and Brandon for another spooky episode of the Para Unity Podcast. <laughs> And good evening. Hello, Para family. Welcome to another episode of the Para Unity Podcast. I'm Whitney, and it's great to be with all of you tonight. For many of us in the United States, it is the week before the holidays. So I, from all of us to all of you, we wish you the joyous holiday season, whatever you celebrate. Um what a year, huh? <laughs> 2023 has been kind of a train wreck, but there's been a lot of good things too. So if, hey, if any of you want to share some of the things that you've loved about 2023, not just in the paranormal or on the show, but also with anything else going on in your part of the world, go ahead and type it into our Facebook page. We'd love to hear more about you guys and what you like. and. Hopefully we can keep our family growing. So unfortunately for the third time in a row, I love you, Brandon, my paranormal brother from another mother. Um, Brandon has been having a lot going on with him physically, but we wish him well. He will be back with us in the new year and hopefully we will all stay sane. <laughs> oh boy, life. Anyway. So we have the chat open. So if you have questions for our guests tonight, feel free to pop your questions into the chat and I'll see if I can make sure. And remember, keep it clean and keep it appropriate. So far, you've all been very well behaved. So I'm very appreciative of that. Um, this is going to be our last episode before the holiday season, but we will be, we will be back with a new episode on January 15th, I believe is what it is. And we'll be going strong clear until May. So we'll have a cool lineup for you guys. Stay tuned. Keep an eye on our socials. I promise I'm going to be a lot better at updating our social media, but, um, stay tuned. You never know what we're going to find. So, on that, let's go ahead and get into tonight's guest. Tonight, we're going to welcome a gentleman that I have met recently. His name is Adam Glider Bonnet. Uh, it's either Bonnet or Bonnet. I think it's Bonnet. He is not Lisa Bonnet. <laughs> I loved Lisa Bonnet when I was a kid. I wanted to be just like her. <sighs> Anyway, <laughs> that was a horrible thing to say, but anyway, uh, Adam, I met him at, I believe the first time I met him was at a place where I've met so many uh, wonderful people in the paranormal, uh, St. Albans Sanatorium, uh, which I think that's going to become its own episode. So stay tuned for that. Um, quick background about Adam, and he'll definitely fill us in on this. He is a motivational speaker and a paranormal investigator, calling himself the rolling trigger object. He uses a wheelchair due to being paralyzed from a condition called transverse myelitis. Uh, but 
in addition to his amazing persona, he's also created a character called Glider, who is a ghost using a wheelchair. And we'll just have to ask Adam to tell us more about Glider at, when he joins us. So Adam is from Camden, West Virginia, which is an unincorporated area of Lewis County, West Virginia, located about five and a half miles outside of Weston, Virginia. Weston is the county seat with a population of 3,943 people, according to the 2020 U.S. Census. Uh, Weston was founded in 1818, and at the time it was called Preston. Later on, it was renamed Weston by 1819. For a long time, West Virginia was part of the greater territory of Virginia. Hey, you know, before the American Revolution, Virginia covered a wide swath of of land. It was not just the state of Virginia. It was West Virginia, Kentucky, Ohio, Illinois, even up to the lower peninsula of Michigan. It was a big area at the time. And I don't think many people realize that, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> West Virginia is pretty cool. I've been there skiing uh, before. I've been to a snowshoe. It was pretty cool. Um, anyway, later, uh, Weston, West Virginia was incorporated as a city in 1845. And there are lots of historic areas in Weston. Uh, there are two historic districts. Uh, there's one that's the Weston Downtown Historic District and then the Weston Downtown Residential Historic District. There's also the childhood, a childhood home of Stonewall Jackson, if you're into Civil War history. It's called Jackson's Mill, and it's located four miles away from Weston. The other, another cool attraction there is the Museum of American Glass in West Virginia. Um, I will find the website for that, and I will post it in the show notes uh, so you can check it out. It sounds pretty cool. But if you're a regular fan of haunted locations and paranormal TV shows and everything else in between, Weston, West Virginia is going to sound familiar to you. It is the home of the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. Now, Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum has a fantastic website. I will put it up in the show notes so you can really dive into the history that they provide. Um, but in a nutshell, uh, from my limited understanding, the site is over 160 years old. And from what I could see, it dominates the landscape, uh, both physically and supernaturally. It is a National Historic Landmark. And it's significant for being the largest hand-cut stone masonry building in North America. And I think it's the second oldest in the world, uh, the second largest in the world. Uh, construction began in 1858, and the hospital officially opened its doors in 1864. It was meant to follow what's called the Kirkbride Plan. And if you're familiar with the construction of mental hospitals back in the 19th century, this is a plan that you will see in places such as Danvers uh, up in Massachusetts. Uh, this particular uh, style is characterized by long wings 
and connected structures, and it max it's supposed to maximize sunlight and fresh air. And they were also really trying to make sure that the patients that came in were treated humanely and were treated as residents rather than patients. Um, but by the 1950s, the patients were suffering from overcrowded conditions. The original hospital was meant to accommodate 250 patients, but by the 1950s, it peaked to over 2,400 people. It did close its doors in 1994 uh, due to the building deteriorating, and also there were changes to the approaches to mental health care. There still are changes to approaches in mental health care. We're just, don't even get me started. That's a whole story for another time. But again, if you're a fan of the paranormal, then you've heard a lot of the stories regarding Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. Paranormal activity and claims they run the gamut from apparitions, shadow figures, noises and voices, people being touched, and everything in between. And there are lots of stories behind the hauntings. I personally can't speak with any authority about any of them because I've actually never been to Trans Allegheny. And I also have never looked at any research on it. So I'm really looking forward to hearing what Adam has to say, because Adam has been there frequently. So we'll let him help us shine a light on some of these narratives. So my friends, Yes, yes. And we have Ronnie Anderson in the chat tonight. Good evening, Ronnie. Ronnie is from Bedford Paranormal, which actually will be a guest sometime in the new year. Yay! So in any case, my friends, para family, far and wide, let us welcome Adam Glider Bonnet to the show. Welcome, Adam. How are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? I am fabulous now that you're here. <laughs> Cool. And also, I could stop talking to myself. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. Adam, yeah. Adam, I think we did meet for the first time at St. Albans. Is that correct? Yes, I believe that was it. Yep. Yep. I believe so. Yeah, like a couple of years ago. Yeah, thank Yeah. Yep. I. You, yeah. Just, you just made me sit. I was just so fascinated by your positive spirit and you work so and you're so calm yep. in such a busy and enthusiastic field so i knew i had to get you to come on to the show yeah. um so adam we're just gonna st let's start with the basics um okay. how did you get involved into the paranormal <laughs> yes we are nerds ronnie thank you <laughs> so ronnie um, well, it, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, I don't know, it's kind of a unique story. Like you were saying earlier, um, the area I'm in, the location, um, had an opportunity to actually work at Trans Allegheny. So I was there for, I think it was seven years, six and a half, seven years, something like that. So I kind of had that to, you know, just kind of hone in on some things and do a lot of investigating there and just kind of went from there into just exploring everywhere else, you know, um, 
I found it really interesting, like from my perspective, my my point of view and stuff, you know, with the situation I'm in, I pretty much, you know, expanded from there and found interest in it because I got to the point that I was just like everyone else, you know, I wanted to know more about what we don't know, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and it was just intriguing. It piqued my interest and. I just went from there and just kind of went crazy and went with it, you know? So, we, yeah. We all go crazy, don't we? Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Ronnie also says, keep on rolling glider. And yeah. I know that is one one of your big sayings is, keep is your rolling trigger object. You yep. keep on rolling. That's right. So, what exactly does that mean t- for you to be a rolling trigger object? What does that mean? Well, the, it's kind of funny because I've it, it's weird. I've learned to use myself as a trigger object. Now, what I mean by that is if there are certain situations, certain locations that I go to, um, I, I will go into the place, uh, for example, if I go into a hospital or mm-hmm. something like that you know i'll go into it and you know i'll go into areas and be like you know i'm no different than you can you you know help me open a door or you know i'm not able to go through the door by myself we will, will you open the door for me and stuff like that um i've used that in multiple locations and just different things to where I use myself to try to get any anything going, you know, and it's worked out pretty decent sometimes, you know, because there's other places that I can get activity where other people cannot, you know, I don't, I don't want to say it's the, the relevance of my situation relating, but it's, it's kind of worked that way, you know? So it's just, you know, in, in that perspective, that's pretty much how I claim it. So, yep. Yep. Um, if you don't mind, if you, if you feel comfortable doing so, can you tell, can you tell us a little bit more? What is transverse myelitis exactly? Okay. In my situation, um, at 13 months of age, I had a ear infection. Mm-hmm. The ear infection spread to the spinal column. It, you know, back at it, whenever I was diagnosed with it and everything, at that time, no one knew exactly what the situation was or what the cause of it was. And with being that young, you know, I went from hospital to hospital to hospital. Mm-hmm. And eventually, by the time they figured out what it was and what it is, is just a, uh, in my situation, the, the infection spread, uh, deteriorated nerves in the spine. Okay. And it pretty much, you know, at that point, whenever they figured out what it was, there was no reversing anything. Um, steroids would have been too late, things like that. So, mm. but that's pretty much what it is, just pretty much an infection or a viral infection that affects the nerves, um, stem cells or not stem cells, but spinal column, things like that. So, yep. Okay. Thank, thank you for oh, yeah. letting us 
because it is always something to just be yeah. mindful and to raise awareness about too. That's kind of, th yeah, thank you for that. Yep. yep. So be using yourself as kind of a trigger object and, you know, actually interacting with the spirits as if they were human beings, which is right. a very important thing. What yes. else is a tool that you like? What is a tool that you do like to use during <laughs> investigations? Um, I mean, my biggest thing is, you know, I'm a, I'm a sensitive person. Yes. I love, are. I love, uh, anything like that, but equipment wise, I'm definitely a voice recorder, a flashlight, just any regular K2 meter, things like that. Um, I'm a basic type person, you know, the lights and stuff's all flashy, but you know, it's, I go straight back to regular stuff, you know, it's, and I love the noises, commands, you know, ask on commands, knocks, things like that. So that's pretty much it. Keep it to the basics. Yep. Definitely <laughs> so. Definitely so. Less than okay. What is, okay, so because I'm, okay, so we, we both have a great love for St. Albans Sanatorium in yes. Bradford, Virginia. And, of course, we've got Ronnie on yeah. the chat right now yeah. who's his his group bedford paranormal that's yeah. practically their second home yes what was it about saint Albans? had you heard of saint albans before i saw you that first time <clears throat> or um what is your history with saint albans um, i was there i think a couple times before that if i remember right before we met and everything um okay it it I've heard about it for a long time, but just, you know, whenever I was here working at Trans Allegheny and stuff, you know, it was hard to, it was hard to get away because generally the weekends are working and stuff. So. Oh yeah. Don't I know it. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it was always hard to get away, but you know, um, throughout that time, you know, it's, it's weird. It, I don't know. I don't want to say it's weird, but. Whenever you are working at a haunted location or a popular attraction, you know, it's you hear a lot of different you, you meet a lot of people. So you get to talk to a lot of people and you get a chit chat about, oh, this is this is a cool place. This is a cool place. And, you know, as I've heard about St. Albans for a while before that. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it was kind of it was kind of weird that. uh you know, I, I don't know. It's just, I heard about St. Albans and then, you know, obviously they have the bowling alley. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. You know, so that was one of my, my big attractions for myself was because, you know, I wanted to go down there and check out the bowling alley and stuff like that, you know. And uh, so, you know, I just got down there, met everyone down there, met Marcel and everyone and mm -hmm. It was just, you know, it's just like family when you go down there. Um, Absolutely. It's so welcoming. Um, everyone's top notch, you know. So it's just very enjoyable for myself, you know. I just love going down there. I do, too. I do, yep. too. Yep. I'll, I'll get back with you later because I'm working on a book about it. But um, Ronnie also says, 
of course, you were a speaker at every year that they hosted Enigma Cons. Yes. And yeah. of course, Enigma Cons is a event that run ran at St. Albans Sanatorium yeah. for about six to seven years. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think Enigma Cons is something that brought a lot of us together. It was, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know some friends of our show have actually went back up to St. Albans not too long ago. So yeah. yep. it's, it's one of those places and, I'm, and as a transition, cause that's what I do. <laughs> um, let's talk about trans Allegheny um, because we hear about it all the time on, it's been all the major TV shows. Yes. It's, it is a huge part of that history, but you spend so much time there. So I'm looking forward to hearing more of your takes on the building, the paranormal there, the history. Uh, just, so yeah. what, what, what was it that brought you to Trans Allegheny in the first place? Um, well, you know, I grew up the next town over. So it was like, I don't know, 15 miles away from, from the area here. Mm. And I remember growing up as a child, you know, you would drive through Weston and the, this hospital was there, you know, so everyone was, it was kind of weird because you would, you would be young and you would drive around and there would be patients out in the yard, you know, um, yeah. So it was, uh, it, it was unique driving by there as a child because, you know, whenever you was young, your parents would be like, if you don't straighten up, we want to send you out to the, the hospital, you know, the, the crazy house. You know? That's right, because it was still open and in operation yeah. during your childhood. Yes, definitely. Okay. So, That's right. For Just to clarify, everybody, the build, the hospital itself closed in 1994, if that's yeah. correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, you know, just, just growing up around and then, you know, like I said, I had the opportunity to, it was kind of cool because I started out working at the haunted house there. Now the haunted house was in a separate, separate building, not the main building. So okay. it, it was kind of cool. And then somehow, some way it just transpired into me working inside the main building um i started out uh just you know it was cool i gotta go in there and roll around and just you know look at things and explore and things started making noises and you would hear noises in there and couldn't explain it you know you try to figure it out and that was always the fun part you know because for example you would be there doing an investigation with a group of people and you close the building, you know, generally the public would leave at five in the morning. I think it was, it's been years since I was there, but uh, right. I think they, they closed it like five in the morning or something like that. So after five in the morning, things started making noises, you know, you would hear footsteps on the upper floors and there was just, you know, all kind of noises you would hear. You would hear, I've heard screams in there. I've heard women screaming. Um, go to open up the door, look down the halls. No one there, you know. 
but uh, it just kind of led to opportunities from there, you know, and generally, you know, if you're given an opportunity, you take that opportunity and turn it into something positive, you know? So that's pretty much how I've done it. And uh, it just kind of went crazy, I guess, you know? So it gave me opportunities to do a lot of things. So, yeah, that. That's pretty incredible. What was your first experience at Trans Allegheny? Do you remember? Oh gosh, here's it's kind of weird. Okay, so one of the things that actually where I got the nickname Glider and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I first started there, I was going down to check on groups and stuff. And whenever I would go down to check on groups, I would go into ward. Because it would go down Ward 1 and then go back and transition into 4. So I would go down to Ward 4 to go check on groups. And as I was going down through, because it would just be me, you know, just rolling down the hallways. I would start getting like this heaviness feeling on me. Um, Mm -hmm. It would go from that to footsteps. I would hear walking behind me. Um, Eventually... There was a gentleman one night that come in. I didn't have a clue who the gentleman was. He asked if he could follow me around that night. And I was like, that's fine. You know, if you can keep up with me, I said, let's go. So as we're going down through, I kept noticing that he was stopping at different doors and stuff. And I would hear him talking, but I didn't know what he was up to. Long story short, at the end of the night, he come up to me and he says, can I talk to you for a few minutes? I said, yeah. So that's fine. He says, you probably noticed, he says, where we was going down through the wards and stuff. He says, I would stop at different doors. And I said, yeah, I said, I noticed that. And I, you know, he says, well, he says, as I was going down through there, he says, I kept, you know, stopping at each door. He says, and I kept hearing the words glide. I was like, that's unique, you know. Hmm. I didn't know the guy at all. Didn't have a clue who he was, what he'd done, etc. He says, well, he says, I could sense that whenever you was going down through, you know, you had issues or something was bothering you. And he says, we was going down through. He says, you know, I just kept hearing his words, glide, 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 glide. He says, so, huh? Interesting. Yes, yes. I thought it was very interesting, especially whenever he told me that, um, you know, the next time I'm going down through there, you know, just kind of stop and, you know, just make conversation. He says, you might look crazy talking to, you know, no one there, he says, but uh, he says, just start having a conversation. He says, one of the unique things is that, the the wheelchair that I have is low to the ground mm-hmm. and it has a low back on it. And in, for example, the asylum setting here, uh, that it would have consisted of the old wooden wheelchairs, which had the high backs on them and the higher seats off the ground, you know. That's he right. Says, so whenever you're going down through there, it looks like you're gliding across the floor. That was like, he says so anytime that you have these issues just stop and like i said just talk so one night i was going down through there and um 
it started happening again. It just felt like somebody was right on top of me and right behind me. So one of the, what they call the day rooms, which is just a room off of the, the main wing. Mm-hmm. I was going down through there and it started happening and I just kind of stopped and was like, hmm. I said, I guess it's time that we have a talk, you know. So I went over to the day room. I said, turn out. I was like, you know, I said, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I said, but I can tell you that I'm no different than you. Um, we could probably relate in many ways, you know. So just kind of, if, you know, if you have anything that you want to say to me or anything like that, let me know. And uh, I said, you know, I'm just here to talk to you and, and get to know you and. It was kind of weird because after that situation, um, ever since then, I never had issues. Um, I, in that area itself, I could get, you know, there was, there was times that my guides would come and ask me to come down to that area to try to get something going on. Um, I could go down there, not have an issue. I could get K2s to go off, things like that. So it was really neat. But ever since then, it's kind of where I got the nickname Glider. Um, that's also where I got my little logo, which I don't have it anywhere around here. Somewhere. That's okay. Um, I'll actually show a picture of it in the show notes. But for yeah. a quick description, it yeah. looks it's, like a standard little yep. ghost with wheels on either side of it. Yes, and a footrest. Yep. It's that just, is so cute. Just took a little ghost and just put wheels on him, little footrest, and rode glider across it. Got it copyrighted and everything like that. So, pretty awesome. You know, I just kind of use that, and I use that as like whenever I do speaking and things like that. You know, if anyone asks me or if I'm set up at a uh, event or something, I use it to you know kind of signify myself and others with disabilities or situations like myself that. You know, it's anything's possible. You know, you can just put a little motivation into it. And I mean, that's that's my thing. Nothing. I don't want nothing to slow me down or stop me. So just got to keep on going. That's why I come up with it's how I roll, you know. Yeah. So. And keep on rolling. That's right. <laughs> yep. That's true. Well, I will tell you, your little glider ghost is so yeah. cute. Yeah. It's pretty cool. He is pretty, pretty cool. cool. In yep. a way, is he almost like your alter ego in a way? I guess you could say that. Yeah, it's like my Superman. So, yeah. Yep. I think um, kids would like him too. <laughs> definitely. So you mentioned yeah. that you do motivational speaking. What are yep. some of the topics that you talk about? <clears throat> well, mainly not giving up. Um, I know that I've been faced with a lot of things, but fortunately for me, I grew up in that situation already. So, you know, anything that I dealt with, I just, it's, it's probably, it's a little different than somebody that might be um, adapted into it or had that uh, issue mm-hmm. happen later on in life, you know, Got um, it. Yeah. I know for a fact, it, one of the things that kind of got me to, a few ways of what I do now, you know, with not only paranormal, but being a motivational person is 
I want to inspire others. Um, I was shopping once. I forget what it was, but I, I noticed a gentleman kept following me around inside the store. And I wasn't sure what he was up to, but he was in a wheelchair also. Um, eventually, he approached me. And it kind of, it was kind of very sad to me. It kind of caught my heart because he he came up to me. He was like, um, he says, can I ask you something? I said, sure. He says, how do you do it? I was like, what do you mean, you know? Because, again, in my situation, I've dealt with it my whole life. He's like, well, he says, he explained to me his, his problem, and he was probably four years into it. And he just had a really hard time trying to, you know, get used to it or adapt to it. Uh, there's a lot of things that he wasn't aware of, things like that, you know, like I told him I said you just you can't give up I said you gotta you look for something else you know I mean keep put up here's where you need to go just keep striving for that spot you know and uh by the time that him and I got done talking you know he was he was pretty amazed with some of the things that I told him you know that he's able to do or things that he needs to try to do and stuff like that so Definitely, but I, you know, like I said, I try to inspire people. I want to make um, others in my situation know that it doesn't matter. You can still do a lot of things, and I mean, I, I, for example, am one of them that I never thought I'd be in the situation or the the position I'm in. You know, so, but I enjoy it. I love it. And I love talking to people. So it's just, you know, it's fun. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, yeah. And I know you like hanging out with people at the, uh, con at, at paranormal sites. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. aside from, okay. So getting back to trans Allegheny for a moment. So we know that there are a lot of stories. Yes. Um, we know that, for anybody that's watched the TV shows, we hear about shadow figures and creepers. We also hear a very tragic story involving a patient that was murdered quite brutally by another uh, patient. And it's just a devastating story. And the, you know, the claims that come from that. So, I think maybe what might be interesting is maybe give us your take on some of the more popular stories involving trans Allegheny and some of the experiences that you or that you've had or that you've seen, you've heard others having. Um, I know that there's, I mean, the history, um, there was a lot of tragedy there. Um, there's a lot that a person probably doesn't even know about or aware of, you know. Um, I know there's nights that I've been in there and there's things that just, there's there's some nights, it's just like any other haunted location though. Right. Um, it's, 
it's either, I mean, there's nights that I've been in there and nothing happens. Uh, there's some nights that you go in there and it's just off the wall. Um, oh, yeah. But just the the history and, I mean, the tragedy that was there. Um, <laughs> there's tons of things that I've experienced there. I can say that. Um, the shadow activity, 100%. Oh, I've yeah. seen... I've seen apparitions there. I've seen, I've chased people that are not there. I mean, just, you know, I remember I used to go over during the day also and, and just hang out and, you know, I would follow some of the historic tours and stuff. And uh, one of the things that was kind of weird about it one day was, which I'm sure it's happened quite often is they would do a head count on how many people they would have in their tour. Oh, right. So let's say that day they had 10 people on one tour. Well, you would get down through the wards and stuff and the guide would be in the front and people would be following and I would follow along and all of a sudden you would count 11 or 12 people. So you go around the corner and there's no one there. Besides the 10 people that was just originally there, you know. Um, at one time, I know that we dealt with um, Mimican. Um, we would hear mm -hmm. one of our guides that we know was upstairs, but we would hear them down on the first floor um, just from like it would sound like, you know, you're going down through the ward and you would hear hey, Adam, or hey, whoever, you know, um, whenever you know for a fact that they're upstairs. Wow. I've done, done a private investigation once with uh, me and a guide, and I think it was six or seven people. I know the guide does a floor uh, tour, takes them on a full floor tour. So I knew at that time, they went down the first floor. I followed them down the first floor. They went upstairs. I went back to the break room to fill out some paperwork and stuff. And I knew that he should have been up about the third going on the fourth floor or something like that. And I was sitting there and it was quiet. And I heard the loudest female scream I've ever heard. Okay. Yeah. I went down to the first floor door open up the door, look down through there with the flashlight. There was no one there. Uh, I texted my uh, guide that night, asking where he was, you know, if he still had all his people. And he was up on the fourth floor finishing the tour. So I was like, well, this is going to be a good night because I told him, you know, I just heard that scream and <laughs> it's like, yeah, it wasn't us. So, but it's very... Wow. It's very, very interesting, you know. And, and there's mul and there's multiple buildings on the campus, yes. right? Yes. How yes. many of them are actually open to investigation? Um uh, now I don't know. Right, uh, yeah. But whenever I was there, we had the we had the main building, we had the forensics building, geriatrics mm -hmm. building, and um the the medical uh, building. So, okay. 
Once again, folks, I will post uh, the Trans Allegheny website onto our show notes. So that way you guys can get the most up-to-date information possible. Um, I mean, it's pretty amazing. Um, So turning over to the chat for a moment, um, we have Chris Sprouse, who posted that he remembers people being at Trans Allegheny when he was a kid, um, similar to you. Uh, We have a young lady named Heidi that says uh, Trans Allegheny is on her bucket list. And indeed, it does have the reputation of being one of the top haunted sites in the United States, if not the world. Uh, Tina Flurry, friend of the show, says, hi, y'all. Hi, Tina. And Ronnie mentioned that he got poked in the back by something that seemed to be a child. Is that a common phenomenon? Yes. Yep. Okay. It is. Yep. Sounds so, like you got to watch your step. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Definitely. Yes. Yep. Yes. I know me and... uh me and uh, the, his name Greg, but we call him Copperhead. Um, I know Copperhead. Yes, we, him and I worked there together, and uh, it was it was kind of funny because there's a uh, little girl spirit there named Lily. So one night, him and I was going down to lock up the building after you know it closed and everything, so we have to go down and lock up the doors and stuff. And uh, I forget what it was that night. She was very active. You know, she was interacting with a lot of people and stuff like that. And as we was coming back up through going past her area, or maybe we was going down. Yeah, we was going down. As we went down to lock up, you know, we was talking and we was like, Lily, you know, if you want to play a game tonight, and says we can play a game, you know, how about we play a game of hide and seek? And, uh, I know what to this day, him and I probably regret it. So, um, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, because on the way back after we locked up the the, uh, the doors and everything, we started back up through the ward. And as you come up through there, the doors are all open to the the rooms and stuff. So okay, so that's a common setup. Okay. Yes, yeah. So as we're coming back up through there, we're just talking like we normally do, just chit chatting and. We're going up through there, and all of a sudden, I seen Greg jump, and I just happened to turn at the same time, and <laughs> it was so funny because from what he described, he seen it was a little girl standing right behind a door, and uh, you know, just caught him as we're going up through, caught him off his side, you know. So, but that was that was very interesting that night. I can't really explain everything like that, but it was. It happened, you know. So yeah, it yeah, it just sounds like it's one of those places. Oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So with you, um, <laughs> so I know you've so obviously Trans Allegheny. Yeah. You, yep. you've got St. Albans. Yep. What are some other haunted sites that you've been to? Uh, that really stick out to you? Uh, Old South Pittsburgh Hospital. Oh I, yeah. Yep. I was there years ago, years, years and years ago. Oh, when um, it was still kind of not. Yes. Yeah. And still had the car inside of it and everything like that. So. Oh yep. my gosh. Yep. yep. It was, it was kind of, yep. You, you know exactly what I mean. 
I uh, need to do, and I think most of our parent family yeah. probably gets it yeah. too. Yep. Oh yeah. boy, have you been back since? No, um, uh, okay. no, I haven't had a chance to go back there since. So, um, yeah, it was know. it was different. So, you never know. Yeah. That's cool. What's another place that's really stuck out to you? Um, another one of my favorites is Moundsville, of course, uh, just because it's localized. Ooh. So, um, <laughs> local is good, <laughs> but then again, I've traveled all the way to California too. So it's okay. you know, Preston Castle in California. I got yes. to go there. Yes, so, I've heard. Yes, yes, yeah, it's and an amazing place. That's I a really beautiful enjoy. building. Oh, it is. It really is. And I know it takes a that one. Talk about a talk about some of these buildings who that are that have been deteriorating. Right. right. That people are working on trying to that one is an undertaking. Yes. Preston's yep. castle is huge. It is. Yep. Wow. And it's, it's so pretty. I mean, it was it was it was so beautiful, you know. So it's I I'd love Gettysburg, of course, is one of my favorite places. Love Gettysburg. Um, that's the whole thing, you know. I've, I've done a lot of places, just trying to what sticks out to me, you know. So yeah, it's um, like your favorite child. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it is hard. Yep. yep, but it. I don't know. I'll investigate anywhere. Hillview Manor. I love Hillview. Hillview is one of my favorite places. Um, I just, I don't know. It's just amazing. You know, I want to, I want to get to, what is it? Uh, I want to get to Sweet Spring sometimes. I know quite a few people who, yeah. we know quite a few people who've been there. I think that's yeah. actually on my list too. Yeah. Hey, we could do a road trip. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Um, Take me to Sweet Spring. Right. Someone. Uh, what's the other one? Um. What's the one in Williamson Hospital on College Hill? Oh yeah, the old the yep. old old hospital on hospital yep. on old College Hill. Yeah, that's yep. that's actually seen a lot of traffic recently. It has in the last yeah. couple of years. I think Ronnie, Ronnie and I and Bedford was. I'm not for sure. Ronnie was we the second group in there? I think it was. Ronnie, if you know, please let us know. Uh, he's still active in the chat. And yep. also welcome to Beth Allen, uh, who's another friend of the show, and Gail Williams. Good to see you guys. We've missed you. We have a lot of friends. Uh, yeah. Um, yes, Bedford is was the second. That's yes. what I thought. Yeah, yep. I can remember a bit. Yeah. Thanks, like Ronnie. A, I, like, I, I really enjoy investigating with Bedford. You know, they're great. Yeah, people, so. um, we we hope uh, and so far scheduling is still working out. We're actually going to get them on the show nice. in awesome. the new year. So, yay. Yep. Yep. yay. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ronnie said they went right in right after yep. Destination Fear. That's right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that must have been entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we had fun that night. Oh, it sounds like that's yeah. a really interesting. I actually almost had the. Um, I almost was able to go there, yep. but I ha I can't remember. Oh yeah, I canceled because I had broken my foot. Oh yeah, and walking and walking around in a boot and driving 
driving to West Virginia with a boot on is not my idea of a good time. Right. <laughs> so, but yeah. it's in the cards. I will get there. <laughs> I will get, we are practically neighbors and you're right, Ronnie, um, Bedford and Adam are family and we're all family here. Yep. Adam, what do you think, what in your opinion, because a lot of your, the buildings that you visited, a lot of the sites yeah. have been hospitals, mostly former hospitals. What right. do you think is the appeal um, to go into hospital, old hospitals and investigating in places like that. What do you mean? What do you well, mean? Like some people have, I, I know people have a lot of reasons to want to go to hospital. There's something that attracts people to see yeah. to going there. What do you think might be in your opinion? Um, well, I mean, that's just uh, a lot of, a lot of things happen in those, facilities um it's a lot that hmm. i know from my experience you know the reason i go to any i've investigated hospitals um i've had a range of things that i've investigated so from prisons to hospital to asylums to boys homes um yeah you know it's each one of them has a different realm or reason um, each one has a different perspective, you know, um, we all go in anyways to figure out the same thing, you know, trying to figure out the unknown, have experiences, try to understand what's going on, you know, Ronnie just pretty much covered it, you know, <laughs> so yeah, history, history standpoint, you know, history, history is so huge. It is. If you, if you, yeah. if, if you don't have the history, you don't have what we're after, you know, exactly history makes it. So that's, and yeah. And sometimes with hospitals, it's hard to get some of that history when it yeah. comes to stories of patients because of the HIPAA protections yes. um, on primary sources. Uh, that's an issue I ran into with um, researching my book on eugenics actually. Mm -hmm. And also with, also researching St. Albans. Yeah. Um, but you can pretty much go back and look at other secondary sources about what were these places like at a certain time period right. and how might that reflect on what we may be experiencing. Yes, correct. I agree with you. I mean, it's, there's, there's, like you said, the HIPAA stuff, you know, and, yeah. and things like that, you know, it's, um which honestly is totally fine with me but yeah. it can be annoying when you're like oh i want to find this out yeah yep but you gotta know you gotta, how to cut your losses <laughs> right yep. yep that's true yep i'll have so, to show you some of the stuff i've gathered sometime <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's what so, i love yeah. about gettysburg too you know mm. i mean it's so full of history and you know there's so much loss and death and things there so you know it's just yep yep gettysburg definitely strikes a chord and it's right. so much and it's so much about it too it's not just also the civil war history right. although that's the most dominant thing yeah. Yeah. but you know it was a, it's a town and people lived there and still continue yep 
And yeah, Ronnie pointed out about one of the big source, and this is actually a primary source I have been using in my research for my book. I, so from the time when St. Albans was a boys' school, they had the yearbooks. They're fun to flip through. You can actually find them in the special, they, they've put most of them online now at uh, Radford University in their special collections library. You can go up and find them. And yes, there's some problematic elements in some of those yearbooks. And uh, there were a few things I read that made me raise my eyebrow, i.e. racism and all that stuff. <laughs> but it was it's fascinating to look through because you get that snapshot in these right. boys' lives. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, we need to have a whole episode on St. Albans. Yeah. I'll get a panel. It'll be, yeah. it'll be yeah. Beth for Paranormal and everyone. Yeah. Um, so what would be some things that you would, what are some tips and tricks? Because at the end of the day, we all want to learn from each other. Yes. So what are some of the tips and tricks that you have to share in your experiences? Um. I mean, the obvious, you know, be open, you know, go in, you know, if you're, if you're thinking that it's like we, we've told people whenever we do investigations and stuff, you know, if you, if you go in with a closed mind, that's probably all that you're going to get, you know, um, be open, be understanding. And one of the major things that I've always learned is please thank yous. You know, be courteous. I mean, in my situation, I've dealt with a lot of what we would consider, you know, mentally disturbed patients. Um, even after death, you know, I'm sure they're still mentally disturbed, you know, possibly. So just just being courteous with the please thing. I've gotten a lot of reactions or answers to voice, you know, requests voice recorders from, you know, just please thank yous, um, all kind of things like that. You know, I'm all about courtesy. I'm a polite person, you know, so it's like, you know, I just, if you put off that positive vibe, you're going to have positive influence and that's kind of the way I see it, you know? So, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm not a fearful person either. So, if you can, if I see the darkest hallway or whatever it is, I want to be the first one down and just to sit down there for a long time. Yay! And, uh, yep. <laughs> yep. And that's, that's what's kind of weird, too, with me being in my situation. I'm very quiet, so no one hears me coming or anything like that. So I can just kind of sneak down in certain areas, and I've accidentally scared people quite a lot. So Yeah, but, oh. I, I've heard about that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. so. Naughty, naughty, naughty. Yeah, it's just, it just happens. And then I'm also a person that doesn't like to use flashlight a lot. I like my eyes to focus. So, okay. yeah. So, I mean, you know, just, you know, go in, do it, enjoy it. You know, it's like I have a TikTok and uh, one of my followers asked me, you know, what advice I would give them, you know, for a first time investigator. And that was, you know. Pretty much, you know, just go in, do it, enjoy it, experience it. If you like it, do it again. If you don't like it, you know, so. Absolutely. Yep. 
Oh, I love that. And of course, Ronnie is following up by saying, remember, there are no experts and be open to other people and other teams. And that's why you're awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we've got a love fest going on here, but that's what makes us, that's what makes us what we are. We, we love our family and we all want to share. Kind of, kind of a funny fact though, with me and me and Ronnie is I have a, I have a personalized shirt that, well, Ronnie has it too, but uh, (laughs) I kind of, what was it? It says something like it shows, I'm trying to remember exactly what it is. It's a guy laying down with a guy in a wheelchair rolling over top of him. (laughs) And it it says, what does that say? Something about investigate with glider, something. I, I can't remember exactly what it is. What is that, Ronnie? (laughs) <laughs> the, the reason for that is you know i might have accidentally rolled over ronnie once during an investigation oh like literally yeah Oops. <laughs> it was a funny story we was trying to go up a set of steps and it didn't you know you know it just kind of happened so it just didn't quite work out the way you guys intended <laughs> right yep. oh boy oh here we go <laughs> yeah, if- if you don't see it, if you don't see a ghost glider, we'll make one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, it was great so t-shirt. Funny. Yeah. Great. That's that's wonderful. <laughs> I I have to admit, oh man, Ron, Adam, you've been so great. You're our final guest before of Ooh. 2023. Awesome. So that's an awesome way to kind of end with celebration and positivity. Yes. So where can people find you on the socials okay oh man i'm everywhere um, yes you are <laughs> my facebook obviously adam uh bonnet i have a a different page also um mm-hmm. adam glider bonnet on facebook i have <laughs> youtube um which is glider paranormal um okay. i have a website which is www.the-glider.com. It pretty much covers a lot of my motivational stuff and things like that and my investigating where I'll be and things like that. So, you know. Yeah. And if anyone is into TikTok, they'll find you on TikTok. And also uh, Bonnet spelled B-O with two N's and two T's. Yes. Yes. Correct. Yep. Yeah. I got my bad joke about Lisa Bonet, but I did want to be here when I was a girl. It's all good. It's so weird. Like, I've been called Alan before for Adam. I've been called Alex. I've been called Jim. Jim? Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. I mean, at least, at least add Alan and Alex. (laughs) Okay. I'm just the kind of guy. I'm just the kind of guy that goes with the flow anyway. So I'll just answer whatever. So. That is awesome. And where what are you doing next? Where where can if people want to meet well, you in person, what's up? What's up next? I think I haven't really done much planning for next year yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of noticed this year that I got my schedule a little full with everything else. You like, and so many other people I know. Yep, like I try to do events, and then on top of that, I started racing go karts and stuff. So, yep, 
so my weekends were quite busy and then trying to plan in between everything between racing and events and um but i think i think my first event for next year is in gettysburg i believe um i think i have an investigation at the hoover house um fun yeah i'd like to start doing more you know public investigations with people and stuff like that you know it's i love events but you know it's just events is fun but you don't get to investigate as much as you used to you know so there's yeah. a lot in events there's yes. a lot. <laughs> and then i think after that uh, i start back at um paris icon at osr that's another one of my favorites ohio state okay um, yeah. ohio state reformatory ladies yeah. and gentlemen yeah. man so you're, think, you're hitting the titans oh i'm telling you i <laughs> i've spoke at uh I think Paris Icon for since it started too. So nice. I really just, you know, last couple of years, I just decided to just, you know, be a, a guest there and just, you know, do the table thing and meet and greet and, you know, just have fun. You know, it's all about talking to people and I enjoy it. So. Perfect. Well, yep. we'll make sure to put all of your inf contact information, you know, the website, the yeah. socials yeah. in the show notes yep. and you all can follow him and see if you, and see how he rolls. Yep. Literally. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and also as Ronnie said, that's how he rolls. So guys, on behalf of myself and Brandon and all of the para family, we wish you all the happiest of holiday seasons. Take care of your, each other. Enjoy it. And just spread a little love, no matter what you celebrate. And Adam, thank you. Adam Glider Bonnet, thank you for being on the show tonight. It was so great. And yep. now I have to do our little outro which i always mess up so have fun here we go guys thank you for listening to the para unity podcast and if you listen to us via apple podcasts don't forget to leave a rating of five stars or leave a review and believe me we do read the reviews they're very helpful they get more people to find our show and it also gives us feedback so we can make the show better you can also find us on Google Podcasts. You can play us on Android. Or if you're so inclined, you can say, Alexa, play Para Unity Podcast. And believe me, it works. And I'm always tickled by that. Um, if you want to join us on the show sometime, if you are a part of a group, if you're a writer, a podcaster, a tour guide, anything in between, and you've been involved in the paranormal and you have something to share, let us know. You can contact us on our Facebook. Uh, we also have our Gmail email account, and we also have Instagram. And let us know. Who knows? <laughs> um, also, stop by our website and buy us a coffee. Unfortunately, it's not a real coffee. <laughs> but that's okay. By the way, also, um, also check out the coffee from our friends at Haunted Happy Hour Podcast because it is divine. If you ever get a chance to see them, try it. It's delish. But anyway, 
I thank all of our guests that have visited us during the during 2023 and, and beyond. You guys are all awesome. And on that happy note, I'm Whitney and that's Adam right over here. And also Brandon, we love you. And you've been with us to the bet at the best place to bring our paranormal family a little closer together the Para-Unity Podcast. Happy holidays, friends, and we will see you back in black next year in 2024. <laughs>